Foden Beat Show, a weekly podcast about the 2024 Star Wars Armada Vassal World Cup. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome back to episode one of season two of the Fode and Bead Show. I am your host, Bead. I think. And I'm Fode, I you? guess. Yeah, I guess. And uh, joining us tonight is neither Fode nor Bead. It's Stu Bucket. Hello, happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. We're really excited to have you here. Stu Bucket is one of the co-organizers of this year's Vassal World Cup, the biggest World Cup in Vassal World Cup history. That's right. We have a record, uh, what, 88 signups this year. So we're super stoked to have everybody around. Uh, it looks like it's been a lot of fun so far. It should keep being fun. Yeah, I hope so. A lot of, lot of good games gone down so far. Still a lot of games to go. We are going to start off, though, with a quick little Q&A with Stu Bucket, figure out who he is, what makes him tick, and here it is. So, Stu Bucket, how, how long have you been playing Armada? Um, yeah, I've played Armada for oh, um, since 2018, 2019. I don't remember when I bought my first ship, but I was... Um, I, I found it in the game store because I'm a, I'm a board gamer by, by trade. Um, and I was like, this model is just freaking awesome. So I, I bought it. I goofed around with, um, on my kitchen table with some friends. I didn't go to my first tournament until much later after owning ships for a while. Um, then the pandemic hit, I played a lot online and now I live in new England and I try to play Armada, uh, wherever and whenever I can. So you remember what that first ship was? Oh, it was a, it was an Imperial Star Destroyer. I mean, yeah, it has has to have been right. I, I'll admit, I fly more Rebels now, even though that was the first one I got. But um, yeah, they're, they're just so freaking cool looking, man. It's that pandemic. People uh, underestimate the number of really good things that came out of it. There's a bunch of appointments that I that didn't happen before that I was like, yes, this should always have been an appointment based service. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm I'm in medical school and the number of people who are now willing to do things on telehealth. Um man, that's 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 nice due to the pandemic. Bummer had to come that way, but I guess we're digressing. We are, but that was literally my next example. Yeah, I have all my doctor's appointments are in this chair. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but well, I I hope your uh, your chair wears uh, latex gloves. So, um Pandemic obviously made a big, big change in everyone's playing um, availabilities and, and where we could do it and so on. And and was that when you had first gotten into into playing online with, in Vassal or did you start in TTS? I mean, I started playing on Vassal um, in 2020 when I started school. I wanted to do something while I was listening to lectures. Um, and the community in New England is just not large or concentrated, especially because I'm in central Massachusetts rather than in Boston. Um, and so it became a great place to learn and to play. I played a lot of games against, uh, Sam Simon, known, uh, vassal lurker. Um, and, uh, I, I had a lot of fun and it, kind of participating on discord and playing on, on vassal is really where I've played probably the vast majority of my armada. So, so just to be clear, you're in medical school and you spent your lectures playing armada. Well, you know, only only the unimportant ones. You know, you don't need okay. to know about infectious disease. Who who cares about those, right? Yeah, it never happens. Never happens. Happens every thirty years or so, give or take. 
<laughs> so yeah, actually we're good for a while. Um, so you said, you mentioned you were a board game player. Were you into miniature games? Like for example, uh, Rayleigh and I, we were playing Warhammer. We played some Malifaux before we came into Armada. Did you, um, were you a miniature player as well? No, not at all. Um, in, in fact, the, the miniatures aspect of Armada scared me away from buying it for a while. Um, I don't like buying things in pieces. I was scared of having to paint. Thankfully in Armada, you don't have to paint. But uh, I, I, this is my only miniatures game, and it likely will be for a very, very long time because I really enjoy it, and I just it's hard to find the bandwidth for more than one. I don't know how you guys do it. Well, I, we, we don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> We have, we have family now and we, we just don't. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, so quick hot take. What's the best board game? Oh, I, my favorite board game is the great Western trail. Um, it's, I, I don't know if you guys are into Euro board games at all. It's six or seven years old. Um, maybe, maybe older. I don't know, but it's about, it's a deck building game with a fun little area control slash rondelle mechanism in the middle where you uh, assemble hands of cows and deliver them to kansas city and whoever has the best cows wins it's it's, it's a lot of fun nice same question to you armchair i like cows cows are great oh no, best bo- best board game I don't, I don't i don't have time for board games anymore like my board game collection is gathering dust or is whatever my children will play with my my my, my five-year-old will play ticket to ride with me and i'll, I'll take that any day that sounds like your best board game that's that's where I'm at right now. Mine right now is Bonanza. It's a yes. it's a really old game. It's probably like 15, 20 I love Bonanza. Four years Bonanza. They just did a 20th year anniversary for that one. Wow. Yeah, my wife and I play the two-player game, which it's a totally different game than the one that, that they teach in the main rules because you can't trade with only two people. But it's, it's a really fun game. We've got uh, my first Bonanza, which I try to get the kids to play with me, but teaching them they're still kind of young so teaching them about the value you know that sort of trading valuation mechanic is tricky um so that that concludes the board game podcast thanks everybody for listening <laughs> <laughs> so Stubucket, you so playing online have you played in the vassal world cup before you know i have not um in 2020 um when i the first became aware that the vassal world cup existed i was just a chronic lurker and spectator and then in 21 and 22, um, I guess and 23, I just, I, school got in the way. I couldn't figure out how I was going to fit three games um, in a month's time. I, I can I can pick up games here and there, but I was very worried about scheduling. I, I this, is, this is actually the first time I'm playing. And the only reason I'm playing is because we had a drop and I was really hoping to keep our numbers even. So uh, that's, that's hmm? on that drop. There's now I've heard two drops in Sam's pod. I need you to go over to his pod. <laughs> Get out of my pod and go to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, and I I wish <laughs> I had waited. I I just kind of jumped at the first one, and now Sam is gonna waltz into a <laughs> on a one and zero record. My goodness. To, to, to be fair, I I don't know that you would expect Sam not to make it into the Swiss. So, I mean, uh, yeah, you I, want to make him work for it, but he he definitely knows what he's doing. But uh, I just I I I, I dislike the un- dis- unevenness of the numbers. So, yeah, fair enough. I I, I feel that. 
Um, well, I mean, speaking of, how do you feel about your chances against your pot opponents? You know, I looked... So, I mean, this is one of the fun things about this is I get to watch a couple of games before playing a couple of games. And Broba really wanted to knock out all of his games over the first week. And I didn't have a ton of time. So I got to watch him play against Rayleigh and against Jacob. And um, I, I kind of figured that after seeing those first two games, if I could keep it close-ish against Broba, um, I'd have a chance to eke out a couple of wins maybe against Rayleigh and, Ad- and Admiral J. Um, and I, I succeeded in my first goal, which was to not get destroyed. I ended up with um, four tournament points as opposed to one or two, like my pod mates, because Brobot destroyed us all. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling okay about my chances at this point in time. I think, I think I play two clean games and eke out, maybe two sevens and uh, I can, I can sneak in that way. We'll see though. We'll see. Really? Any rebuttal? Oh goodness. I've been daydreaming. I've been driving to take my kid to go skiing uh, a couple times this last week. And I'm daydreaming of what I would change in my fleet. It goes all over the place. It, it's too late for that. <laughs> oh, it's too late for that. Oh, it's too late. Oh, oh, I gotta, I gotta know. I'm curious what you would change because I, I, I looked at your list and I was like, you know, I'm really excited to see some new Anakin. I love seeing people play with things that are not super common. Um, but you just got a bunch of squads in there, and he's not a squad guy. Um, what, what, what made you think that? Hey, this interview goes one way. <laughs> no. um, okay, we'll so ask what the I was, questions around here. We'll ask you questions around here. Um, so where I came from was that I originally had. Um, I had about 90 points of squads and five ships, but they were kind of not great. And the ships kept getting in each other's way. So I dropped it to four ships and that worked a lot better. But then I had enough points that I didn't want to put more points onto the ships. And so I added a couple Y wings and was like, okay, well that, that solves that problem. Um, and then it turned into this fleet that when you look at it from like at first glance, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. But it it evolved into what it is here. Um, it's just it's not an Anakin fleet anymore. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to go staple bail to your clan. That's what I think. You're yeah. Saying. Or like I'm I, I'm daydreaming of like even an even bigger rework and like there's some plow things here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or even Lumi. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I tell Whatever you, whatever it is, it's not what I'm doing right now. Ob one, Ob one, ah, make Ob one great again. I think we're gonna have a fun game because um, my my list, you know, my my dropship has ruthless strategists on it, and it always makes for an interesting squad battle there um, when the MC seventy five comes in. So I'm excited to see somebody who's gonna also got a proper squad complement. Nice, yes. I say that after I think both you and I got hosed by quite frankly brilliant squad play from broba's six naked tie fighters like oh my man, god that guy's brilliant six tie fighters just shut down my like 120 of whatever yeah. wow see i i need i need like vlogs from from games like that because I, I i like to go back and look at look at the tape of of previous games and try to like glean strategy from it and i i yeah, I've got a very, very small fighter screen in my list, and I 
have a, a vague inkling of what I'm supposed to be doing with it, but it's it's usually I just kind of fling them out there and they go poof. <laughs> you know, I think that that would be a, a an ongoing project of mine is to collect some vlog files. I should steal them from Vassal World Cup games and then eventually write up almost like case studies on um, on just different strategies and different tactics just from five or six different games at once and, and how to use a small quad, squad complement is something that we talk about a lot, but seeing it across five games in a written form, I think would be helpful for a lot of players, myself included, preferably honest. Yeah. yeah when yeah. we did this podcast last year, one of uh, armchairs projects that you had in the back of his head was building it like a vlog gallery and posting it on the food and bead website. But uh, we lost sight of that project as time moved on. It's just it's so hard to collect because, I mean, the yeah. beauty of the World Cup is everybody plays whenever they want, but that's also hard for us chronic spectators. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've gotten any this year so far, but, um, well, you know, put on the on the project pile for another year. So speaking of, have, have you been able to spectate any games that uh, were particularly interesting or you thought were, you know, had some had some twists in it or a you, know, you thought was neat? I, um. So not a fleet, I think, is neat. I um I, I hate running against these uh, wreck muni muni fleets. They're good, but I just I just hate dealing with them because the munis are so freaking hard to kill. Um, but I watched um, Michael Musterer against uh, both Truthy and against Fox. Um, he beat them both, if I remember correctly. Um, and both times it was almost what I'd come to expect from Republic fleets in that he just kind of sat there and ground out a win despite taking a couple of good shots early. I think at one point, one of those munis was down to two hole against Truthy and against uh, down to three hole against Fox. Um, but you know, Watambor, a couple of repair tokens and it's all back into fighting shape. I, I think, um, especially cause that list is squadless and we always talk about why squadless is going to be, um, is is hard to run. I think that that's gonna he's gonna be an interesting player to watch as he goes into Swiss. He's already clinched, um, and how he deals with uh, some of the big bomber fleets that are out there. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, today we are gonna talk about sort of year to year stats and changes, and just you know changes in the game that as through the lens of the of the World Cup. And I I, I made some notes from the from the data that I collected. Uh, obviously, Armada in general, the big thing that's happened in the past year has been Rapid Reinforcements 2 and then Rapid Reinforcements 2.2, I guess. Um, the, the the complete rewrite of half of it. Um, obviously, that you know when you, when you introduce new admirals, or at least a new admiral, we haven't seen Draven very much at all. Uh, and there's the, the new squadrons, new officers. So we've seen those impact the game um, a fair amount. And we, we've seen that too in, in the World Cup, there's I think six Anakin players, really you're one of them, uh, five other Anakin players and with a variety of, of looks. So um, what have you guys seen as far as from the World Cup's point of view from Rapid Reinforcements? You know, that's a great question. I'll be honest, I was not paying a lot of attention to the changes in Rapid Reinforcements and what it was going to do to how what people decided to run I've just seen a lot of people running and this is one of the beautiful things about this Armada game is everyone's running stuff that they're 
enjoying and excited to play. Um, there's precious little um, net listing or chasing after what's honed and competitive. There's there's obviously people want to win, um, but man, I've seen so many fleets that someone's like, yeah, I built this because I enjoy flying it, and I I'm bringing new Anakin not because I think he's the best, but because I want to fly him and I think he sounds like fun. Um, I wish I wish that Draven got got a little bit of, of love, but his card it may as well not exist. He's so bad. Um, but I, I the the changes I've seen have been. I'm just really excited to see all these people bringing things that they are excited to play themselves. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's kind of what, like you said, that kind of what make, makes the game super interesting and, and and magical and and inspirational. I mean, I, I look at what people bring, whether it's oddball stuff or, or run of the mill stuff, but it, it kind of inspires my own imagination as to what I'm going to try out or what I want to experiment with. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I built, I built my list um, in an afternoon one day cause I was just fooling around and then I finally put it on the table and it was just a blast to play. I mean, things blew up. I got to shoot things. I almost lost a couple times. It, um, and, and it, 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 I kept coming back to it despite the fact that it has some very glaring weaknesses. So I, I think that's true with a lot of people. And for the benefit of everybody in the room here, what are those glaring weaknesses exactly? <laughs> really, do you want to know? <laughs> I'll tell you what, the biggest problem, and, and you'll see this when we play, is that my stinking dropship does not have any dice correction. Oof. And it is very prone to just shooting all of one damage after it drops into enemy ships. So, Well, now that you've said that, it's going to roll like seven doubles, even though you have like two red dice <laughs> it'll find the extra dice that's right sneaky confire you bet so behind the scenes of the world cup obviously uh biggs has been i mean he was the 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 progenitor the the creator of the world cup and he's run it um with help over the past few years but he's run it for i, th- I feel like it's eight or nine years now um and now, and now this year, it's yourself with uh, GP and Mercier running the show, and, and Biggs is taking a bit of a break. Um, I'm, besides that, have there been any other sort of changes that have happened behind the scenes as, as far as how it's run, how pods were generated? I know we're using a different um, tournament software this year instead of just trying to do it all through a spreadsheet. You know, the besides the long shanks thing, which has... Um, has just taken a little bit of admin burden off of our shoulders, though we still run the spreadsheet because we like what's there. Um, besides that, the biggest change in the background um, with the addition of you call Mercier, I, I always call him Alan, um, is the fact that between Alan and um, a European player, uh, our seating that determined the pods um, was. I don't want to say like it was as good as it could be because there's a lot of problems, but between my get to know you questions, GP's historical knowledge, Alan being in Texas, myself, um, my, my historical knowledge and the survey. And then we recruited a European player to help us with some seating. Um, I think that we did better on the seating than we did. I, I, everyone kept saying when we released pods, look at all these pods of death. And in my mind, having nine death pods is great because it just means everybody's really good. Um, I, I, and in years past, I think there's been a couple of very deadly European pods and we, we hoped to ameliorate some of that this year. And then, and in the States too, I think we managed to 
hopefully, I don't know, I don't know what you guys think, but we, we spread apart a lot of good players, so hopefully we're getting some good competitive games. Both Armchair and I are in Canada, hey. But that was actually on something that we were noticing uh, last week or in the, the initial episode was that usually uh, Armchair, myself, and Maturin, some measure of us are in the same pod. And it's I thought it was really interesting that that didn't not only did that not happen, so yay, but also it felt like, you know, when Armchair started talking about the people that were in his pod and how they were kind of from different locales around the US, it kind of felt like um, what you just said was that, you know, you guys were were using different metrics to build these pods. Metrics is a bit grandiose for uh, chit chatting and talk talking through what people put on their surveys but yeah I, I, one thing we did is we lined everybody up by by time zone as opposed to by local meta um and then we try and just keep the time zones close so if you're a canadian you might not be with just canadians but other people on the eastern or western or middle part of the north american continent wherever um which which helps you know break things up and I'm, I'm glad you guys uh, don't have to play each other I'll be honest we did not mention keeping the Canadians apart but I'm glad that it worked out the way it did <laughs> I'm, I'm a little disappointed because what typically happens is is during our friendlies Rayleigh usually beats me and then when we wind up facing each other in a tournament I beat her and so that was kind of my you know my 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 one good game that I usually get out of a pod so so now I'm I'm stuck with like in Rob we trust and Taserface and Matchy and and I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm the I'm the seal in that group. So, but but no, it, it is it is great because it's you know I I haven't played against in Rob Weetwas before, and uh it it has typically been really sort of geographical, like you said, um which means I get to play the people I I, I really enjoy playing, which is great. But unless you make it into the Swiss, you you don't get to expand your horizons much beyond that. So having people from Utah and from Texas and 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 from the West Coast in my pod is great. Yeah, I I love that. I love um, you know, I I love talking about all the different places we have people that play this game. That diversity is just incredible, and the way that people play the game in different places is is awesome. And so it's fun to kind of, you know, there's um, there's a lot of very local metas in Armada, and then getting them to smash into each other in a true world tournament like this is just so much fun. For sure, for sure. So we we mentioned already we have um, the player count is. Great. I mean, like like uh, like Rayleigh mentioned, we've had a, a few few people who that couldn't continue on, but we started the tournament with with eighty eight, I believe it was eighty eight entries, eighty eight, um, which is the the biggest ever. Which is which is great to see, given the year the game is, has seems to have had, to see that number continuing to increase year over year over year is is awesome. I think. Oh yeah, I I I love the fact that everybody wants to keep playing. You know, there's a bunch of people who. Um, expressed interest in playing who have played in the past who aren't playing this year. So it's just lots of new, lots of new names, which is great because that means lots of new fleets, lots of new jank, lots of new fun. Um, I, I hope, I hope we can beat it again next year. We'll see if we can because uh, at some point we're going to cap out. But um, man, I, it's it's great. And then as far as the the composition, uh, what is your because obviously you you had a, a peek at all the you had all the all the fleets submitted to you ahead of time um and in the past and 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 Plausian's fleet from last year pops into my mind because it was i think nine hammerheads 
And I, I, I watched him play one game. I didn't see the end of it where, where everything fell apart, but I, I caught the beginning of it where he had his nine hammerheads playing, um, playing abandoned mining facility in this neat little box. And they were just marching across the field, just gobbling up um, uh, victory points on the way. And apparently it ran into the other fleet and then just kind of, you know, hilar hilarity ensued. But, um, but from, from what I've seen anyway, I, I don't see as many of those kind of like, you know, Mimi Lulzy fleets this year as in, as in the past. It seems that it's a little more straight up competitive. I know people are still trying new things and having fun. And I'm not trying to say that it's a, it's become a serious tournament, but it, it's just, I don't see those kind of like, Oh, lol, I'm just going to do this weird thing and, and, and see what happens as, as much as before. You know, I'm with you. I have not seen a lot of memes per se. I have seen fl I'm floating through a lot of people flying what they like, flying what they're interested in and, and just browsing through some of my, um, for funsies, uh, survey answers. I got a lot of people who are saying things like, you know, what I love about Armada is shooting ships. What I love about Armada is when my ships get shot, you know, the, the most favorite commander to see on the other side of the table. Um, the answers were things like Darth Vader and, um, Mahdi and, Anything that encourages a fight, I, I got the impression rolling through lists and, and honestly on, on the, the, the games that I have spectated of much less um, points-based runaway armada and much more um, smash and grab. You know, we, we got two different people running uh, Colin Looney's cog list, which is a classic smash and grab sort of thing. And, uh, Rayleigh and I both had the misfortune of running into Broba's Mahdi list, um, which is, is, is a similar sort of, I'm just going to, Hey, here's a lot of guns. You have to deal with them. Um, so that, that's what I see browsing through the lists is not, not just people who are looking to have fun, people who are looking to have fun in particular by shooting rather than by farming. There's not a, there's, there is farming it's present, but not as much as it was in years past. I don't think I could be wrong. Yeah, the the era of the fox hawk has has well and truly passed. A good riddance. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I I looked at a couple just quick sort of um, meta fleet stats, I guess you call them. Uh, I just kind of looked at at deployments this year and activations, and with with this year deployments seems to be inching downward. Um, the 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 fleets at the high end, the eight and nine deployment fleets. We're down almost by half, and um, and there's a definite sort of yo-yo kind of effect around the the four and the five deployment range, which I thought was interesting. Where the fleets there's there's few fleets with five deployments, but there's this sort of hump at four, and then you know the line kind of carries on past six, seven, and then back down towards eight again. So I wonder what what your what your thoughts on that and what might be. Um, but I read the reason for the for the deployment count kind of inching downward. You know, I I think my I think the a one big reason why deployments could be inching downward could be um, people still bringing um, onagers and ramadi um, despite the fact that they're more expensive, losing um, the ability to bring as much as stuff as they want. I think also I think I've seen fewer lists that you probably got the number somewhere on how many squads folks are bringing. Um, I feel like I'm seeing, seeing 
fewer 134s um, than I did last year. And so if I had to guess, I'd say it's partially driven by people still bringing expensive stuff and having to make cuts in their fighter ball and that kind of cascading into how people choose to play the squad game. Yeah, and your point about the Andre is probably indicative too. Like in those coglists that you mentioned, you know, your 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 onager goes up. So what are you going to drop? You're probably going to drop your Gazanti and and that that deployment. So um, you're going to drop two deployments and lose four Tie Fighters or something. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, and I think I think too, if we're talking deployments, um, with the introduction of Wat Tambor in the separatist squad building world, um, I, I I again I don't know numbers wise, but I've I've seen since Wat Tambor was released. I've seen more separatist fleets with aces than I have in the past. More aces, you know, more points into um, uh, fewer points into the cheap deployment creating squadrons, and more points into expensive squadrons with fewer deployments. Yeah, no, there's been some interesting stuff, and I, and I do have those numbers, but we're going to save those for a, another episode. Oh man, um, yeah, I know. Uh, I did want to recognize uh, Rimson has got a ten deployment Grievous fleet which is super cool to look at. Yeah. And he's had a good start too. I think he had an eight, three in his first match. And then That's there's, cool. there are three fleets with only three deployments. It's uh speaker and his uh, TF three large fleet, Dr. Lazar with his SSD and dark ravers, uh, Vader Doniger fleet. So still seeing some at the, at the far ends of the scale there, but definitely a, a narrowing towards the middle. And as far as activations go, I've noticed the, the empire has been shifting towards, fewer activations um like the five activation band is is down half since 2022 whereas your your three activation band is is more than doubled and i think we kind of touched on that with the deployment point as well it's, it's likely your your orangers ramadis um impacting your ability to to put more ships on the on the table i think the other thing on the imperial shift towards um fewer activations looking at stuff is um I don't know if this is uh, indicative of a larger trend, but we have a bunch of squad-based Ozzel this year and a decent amount of Sloan. Um, and uh, especially if you're running um, heavy squads with an Onager, again, that's going to lower your activations. But I think we have six, seven Ozzel lists, and a lot of those have a bunch of squads. Yeah, I was surprised at that. That I mean, maybe I shouldn't have been, but I was. I was surprised just how many Ozzels there were. But uh, you know, Ozzel's the new Sloan, I guess. Well, he's a great squad commander. Stop exactly. on dime. Exactly. Um, Republic activations have been have been kind of inching upward, and I wonder if that ha- is maybe the the new Anakin effect, where you want to have more ships on the on the table to be able to um, take advantage of his ability. I bet you that's partially new Anakin, and I bet you for reasons I can't explain. Um, I think there's fewer squadron-based Republic lists. We don't we don't have any Ularin this year. Um, I, I I don't know how much bail we have, um, but w- with no Ularin, you know, uh, I'm I'm thinking that this is partially new Anakin and partially just choices to not bring a ton of squadrons and thus putting more points in your activations and maybe people are just learning how great a card mercy mission is you that that's a great card to have around no matter what you're running that that certainly is a card that is in the game yeah um yeah bail i mean there's there's three bales the same same number as tarkin only one plo and and yeah no no Ularin, which again was was a surprise when i saw that um that stat 
Um, yeah, I, I guess anything else that you've uh, you've kind of noticed throughout the the matches or the or the stats that we've seen so far that just sort of stood out to you? That's you know just sort of a, a, a indicator of, of of the way winds are blowing, how things are changing this year in the Armada world and, and the World Cup world. You know, I see a lot of carnage. I mean, again, this is just me passing through um, Vassal in as, as I'm as I'm sitting on my couch or p- parsing through the pictures that people post. But man, I feel like I have seen more scrums and uh, just explosion after explosion. I watched a game just now with between um, Specker and outbound flight Colin Looney. Um, and Colin lost, I think, because the dice totally hosed him. Um, and Specker played a good game, but man, it was it was a game where we had ships being blown up left and right, um, and I love that. I, I love that for the state of Armada as the whole. I love that for the fun that people are having in this particular tournament. Um, but uh, that's probably the that's probably the biggest thing I've seen over this first week is um, every game I've watched has had some 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 serious explosions, which makes me chuckle and makes me happy. For sure. Have you done much TOing before this? Um, no, not a ton. Um, I, I I helped administrate the Vassal World Cup last year. Um, I've TOed a, a couple of tiny local tournaments. Um, I t- I helped out Karnak at Worlds last year um, uh, with some administrative stuff and a little bit of judging. Um but I'm, I am by no means a career TO like some of my colleagues. So, yeah. Okay. So, so basically the, this year was kind of a continuation of, of the work you did with, uh, with the world cup last year and, and with, with bigs kind of stepping back, you just have a bigger, yeah. a bigger role I, to play. I pinged, I pinged GP last year and said, Hey, you know, I can't play, but I'm going to be spectating. I'm happy to, I knew they weren't using, um, an actual software. So I'm happy to, I, I was like, I'm happy to just do data entry for you guys. Cause I, I don't want, I didn't want them to feel overwhelmed. Um, and, uh, I guess they liked my work and I got a promotion, you know, it's kind of feels nice. Nice. It's always, it's always nice when your work is appreciated and, <laughs> and it is, it, it, it honestly is. I think everybody who is involved in this tournament is, uh, really thankful to the three of you for, for putting in, I mean, I get that it's a labor of love, but it's still a labor and we appreciate your work. Uh, well, I appreciate you saying that. It, it is it is a ton of fun. Um, I love I loved reading everyone who took the time to respond to my silly extra survey questions. They were fun, and I've loved teasing them and releasing them for other people to read to get to know all the other players around. Yeah, that was great. I think everybody everybody really loved that. So, I guess the pressure's on to to one up yourself next year. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> So let's take a look back then. It's been about a week since the World Cup started. Um, I updated my sort of snapshot here this morning. Uh, and just because, you know, to get to recording time, I can't I can't compose my notes and be constantly updating my scores and stuff. So uh, data cutoff was this morning, probably around 10, 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time. And I mean, we've already touched on some of these, right? Uh, right off the hop there in Pod Bothan, uh, and Muster finished, uh, well, clinched, right? He clinched his his way into the Swiss. We don't know if he's going to be top seed out of the, the pool yet or not, but he got three solid wins against uh, three solid opponents. 
Uh, yeah, he played some good games. Um, he played some really good games. And uh, I think it, it looks like it may come down to Fox and Truthy bashing each other over the head for the pleasure of coming in second place. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be sort of, you know, it's too bad all three of them couldn't come out of there, but somebody's going to have to have to fall. Um, I think everybody knows where my, uh, you know, where my heart is, where, where, where my... My, my cheers are going. So good luck, Truthy, and uh, all the best. <laughs> Down in uh, in Podchis, Paul Heaver and, and Backseat Admiral got some big wins, but there's still lots of games to play, so nothing decided there quite yet. Uh, Pod, I'm taking a look at Dathomiri, where Louis Andre's uh, King K adventure got off to a pretty rough start with a 10-1 loss to Ionbound. He's got a big game, actually on Thursday, I think he said, 8 Eastern against Geek. And uh, I, I mentioned last week, those are two players. I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Louis Andre once or twice in Montreal. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I sort of talked about geek and, and how much I appreciate the, the cannot get your ship out blog. So they're I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cheering for both of them, but uh, I really, I really hope the, the, the jank factor of the, of Constantine just, just yeah, that's where my heart is right now. And, and I hope that, that, uh, that gets through to the Swiss and, uh, and wrecks some face. I would love to see Constantine succeed, but uh, I have a feeling it, it may be more Louis Andre than King K himself. To be fair, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked about you know the 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 good players they can they can win most games with almost anything, and Louis Andre is a, a great player. So um, we'll see. I think I think it, there there's there's value though in in even if it is a really great player winning with a mediocre list or a, a mediocre commander. I mean. Um, it's still good because it raises the the visibility and it gets more people's eyes on him and, and maybe maybe somebody finds the 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 magic bullet for for King K. Maybe somebody wants to copy him next time. You're gonna start maybe. playing Imperial. Maybe King Negative. K will be 2025's Ozil. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, Pod Gamorian. So Patrick's got a commanding lead over the pod. He's got wins over Cylindrical Bobcat and Sky Cake, and he can clinch a spot. In the Swiss with uh, a win against Argentium, uh, second spot is very much up for grabs though between those last three players, and uh, it'll be a tight, uh, tight race for that last Swiss spot. In yep. Pod, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just say I'm really excited to see how that one goes down. I really like their lists. I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, yeah. Pod Gungan, Aiden Broom is the first player to finish all their matches. So congratulations, Speedcakes. You are the first player to finish, and now you have a lot of time to watch games, I guess. Um, he's sitting on 14 tournament points, which isn't a lot, but there's still a, a narrow path for him into the Swiss. So fingers crossed. And I'm sure watching the rest of his uh, pod mates, including our friend uh, Maturin, and uh, watching the rest of those games and seeing how they all shake out. In pod, I don't even know how to pronounce these guys. Iktoki? Um, it's sort of an up down start for uh Star Wars Master 501. He had a 10 1 versus Irish Mad Cat and then uh losing 9 2 to Paul PT 106. Uh, with another interesting, he's got a Paul's got a, a Leia Rebel Providence list, I think. So, uh, some interesting fleets in that set in that uh pod. Some really good players. I've, I've had the pleasure of playing Irish Mad Cat uh, and and Paul actually. So, uh, good luck to everybody there. Paul's another guy where. I look at his list and I think, ah, oh, this is garbage. And then I watch him play it and I'm like, oh, I was so unwise to think that. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I mean, I, I, I make no um, 
know, I, I don't, I don't hide the fact that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mediocre player at best. And the people who play at the high level of this game, it, it's like they're, I don't know, their, their brains kind of work on a different level or they just have this, this like higher level understanding of all these different things. And it, it's, it's neat to watch it happen and, and try to like figure out afterwards, like, okay, well, how, how'd they do that? Down in pod Kaminoan, friend of the plot podcast, Plosian dropped a tough match to, and I'm, Apologize. I should have checked in advance how to pronounce this, but I think it's Persimekio three five one. Um, and this 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 match, uh, they posted a a, a a gif of it, or um, I did it again. Sorry, sorry, internet. Um, they posted an image of it in the in the forum in the Discord, and it was like the 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 three Spider Man meme where you had two recusants and a prior a providence in this triangle of pain with like double arcs everywhere. Uh, wound up being a, a, a tabling by turn four, and uh, Plausian came out on the on the on the ouchy side of that. Um, but again, lots of games to play. But that was a, a neat a neat picture just to see all those larges in there. Like you said, uh, Stu Bucket, you know, brawling away and throwing dice and blowing up. Yeah, I don't that was, care I, what universe you're from. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really fun one to watch. Those uh, those guys both know what they're doing, and. Um... Man, it looks like they were having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, down in Mon Calamari, Rats Proteus clinches on 20 points. Uh, actually, I think it's 26, isn't it? I don't have today's number in there. But he has he has clinched a spot in the in the Swiss. Um, he was briefly on on pace there to, to catch up with Sam's record of uh, 30 tournament points, and I think it was 1,081 MOV. Uh, I think he wound up just a bit short, but I think he's got to be pretty happy with his performance. Uh, Solo Severnity and GM Thrawn, they're both on eight points with games to play. And, um, you know, still a lot to, to play for to figure out who goes on to the, the Swiss along with Rasprodius at Amon Calmari. Wait, Rasprodi played? I missed that one. I think I think he did. I, 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 just, I just did this big, huge, long thing where I'm like, I don't update the, the notes after a certain time. And then I, because I can't help but look at it and stuff. <laughs> um, but I thought I thought I'd seen him mention that he or maybe it was Bro, maybe I'm getting confusing with Boba Fett. Anyway, he he's through regardless. He through, like, yeah, he's he's but, through. I I didn't know he had played solo I'm, yet. I might I might be wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I might I might I might actually be, be confusing um, Respiratus and Boba Fett, as sometimes happen on on live radio to my embarrassment. Because uh, um, if um, if that game hasn't happened, that's one I I want to watch solos. Mm-hmm. Agate 30s are a pain in the rear to shoot. Oh, they're so annoying to shoot at. And I, I mean, Rasp, can, he, I, I think he can do it, but Solo knows what he's doing. So I think this will be fun to watch. Yeah. And like I said, any, any of those those high-end matches are, are really, really neat to watch. Um, I missed, so in, in Podnamodian, Angry Ewok and Xantos had a game. It was a very close uh, 6-5. Um, but I wish I'd been able to watch that one because you know both those players are very very top level players they're both very very familiar with their lists and their factions and um i think it just been, it would have been a treat to watch um luckily like no i don't think anybody else in that pod has got a game in yet so there's there's still a whole lot of games to be played and it, and it can still go um you know it's anybody's pod basically at this point um we mentioned Broba fett and pod Tagruta, uh which is both of your pods uh Broba's through in first place on 26 points uh, still lots of games we played for the rest of you, though. And, you know, even though 
really you're you're only sitting on that only one point. You know, there's still a way through, so I'm I'm still cheering for you. I think my fleet is a Yularen fleet. Oh, that's what that's your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can just I mean nobody 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 really knows. Nobody's really paying attention. You just you just me just update it. I'll I'll just do it on the down low. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. Slide it right in. No problem. Fold mirrors back. Um Potom Barra, we had uh, two big games for Dark Raver. He's uh he's playing that um that three deployment uh Vader Donner journalist that we mentioned earlier. So he had three big wins already. Uh still lots of games we played there too. Uh we touched briefly on Pod Wookie where we there's been a, a drop making a, a three-way race, maybe a two-way race. I'm not I'm not sure. Have have both other players of that pod dropped, or is it just the one? Yeah, both other players have dropped. So as it stands oh. right now. Sam will get in on a one and zero, and Admiral mm-hmm. Thea will get in on zero and one, which is um, ex- exciting for both of them. But obviously, I imagine they want to play more Armada. So for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, Sam Sam holds the record, I believe, for the biggest score coming out of the pods, but he he fell just short of the smallest score to ever come out of the pods. So still something to work on for him for his uh, his list of accolades. <laughs> you know what's the real tragedy here is that they're not going to get to play in the second chance tournament, which is going to be the <laughs> premier tournament of the new year. Yes. No. Maybe. Um, and yeah, the last one is uh, Pod Zabrak. It's the only pod after week one that has not yet had a game played. Come on, Zabraks. Come on. Yeah, if you guys know any of those guys, I think a couple of them from Texas. Go bug them. Uh, those people. Any Canadians on there? There no, are no, 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 no Canadians there. Those guys are busy putting beans in their chili or something. So I think as we mentioned, uh, we've got the first three clinches. First three people that we know will begin the Swiss. And and again, no surprise when you hear these names, right? Broba Fett, Russ Proteus, and, and M. Muster. So good luck to them in the Swiss lots and lots and lots of games still to be played in the pod phase and looking forward to, to, you know, this time next week when we get to review the the second week of the pods. Um, I think I mentioned a couple of games that I had my eye on. Uh, Stubuck, is there anything you, you're looking forward to? Uh, for the biggest one I'm looking forward to, unless I missed it, it's going to be Rasp and Serenity solo. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, man, I, all, all of these are going to be great, but that, that's, that's the one I have circled on my calendar assuming that it gets posted for sure. Um, I'm, I'm looking for it. I've got all three of my games happening this week. So I've got my game against matchy uh, tomorrow. I've got my game against in Rob, we trust on Thursday and then taser face on Saturday afternoon. So it's going to be a, a busy and hopefully pain-free week for me. Everybody be gentle. I'm Do you want to practice? Do you want to get some practice in after we're done recording? Yes, actually, that'd be great. More Armada. Yeah. That, Cause that's what the world cup month is all about, right? Exactly. Um, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to peek in on, um, on really on your matches when I can and, and quietly cheer from the sidelines. Um, yeah, I just got to get well and then I will have a desire to organize things. There you go. Um, so that covers it for this uh, episode one, the first week of, the 2024 Vassal World Cup pod fates. Um, Skykick, any any last uh, any last thoughts or, or words? Or sorry, Stu Bucket? Why did I say Skykick? Holy cow. Skykick, are you here? He's a cool guy. You can have him around. Yeah, you betcha. Uh, no, no, no other thoughts from me. I just, I am 
think this is going to be a fantastic tournament. I think we have a lot of cool fleets. And I tell you what, I am having so much fun um, watching, playing, chit-chatting about it. So uh, that, 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 that's all I got for you. Really? Um, just a plug for next week's episode. We're going to get uh, the famous Fox Omega on our podcast. And we're planning to talk about Faction Commander Spread and what it says about the game health. So connect with us again next week. We'll be here again. No, we're, we're not having Fox on if he doesn't make it out of the pods, though, right? Like we agreed with that, right? He's got to make it out of the pods to be on the program. Oh, yeah. He knows that. He knows that. Okay, good. He okay. knows that. Okay, yeah. good. good. Okay. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah, buck up. <laughs> All right, well, for myself, for Rayleigh slash Bead, and for Stu Bucket, thank you, everybody, for listening. And may the force be with you. Always. Thanks for listening to the Food and Beat Show. If you have any feedback, feel free to reach out by email or Discord. Listen again next week for more Vassal World Cup commentary. Mm-hmm.